Blog Talk Radio. Matches Talk Radio, a monthly holistic lifestyle show focused on the continual evolution into the best versions of our authentic selves. We and our guests discuss relationships and health and wellness, each of which contributes to meaningful and fulfilling lives. This is Jess Bina, your host, founder of Intersections Match, the only national matchmaking and dating coaching company focused on singles of South Asian descent in the country. I'm very excited to welcome Steve Sensigati, author of The Manual, A True Bad Boy Explains How Men Think, Date, and Mate, and What Women Can Do to Come Out on Top to our show today. Welcome, Steve. Hi, welcome, Steve. Yeah, we've got you. Um, Steve has appeared as a relationship expert on Today, Rachel Ray, Fox News, CNBC, VH1, The View, and The Tyler Banks Show. He's been a contributor to Men's Journal and Jane, and has written or been quoted in numerous magazine and newspaper articles on dating and relationships. Welcome, Steve. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's so a it's pleasure me. to have you on. <laughs> As a professional a- dating person and matchmaker, I'm fascinated by insights and perspectives regarding male and female dynamics, and I've really enjoyed reading your book and would love to explore some of the insights shared by you in it. So what led you to write the book in the first place? I got sick of listening to a couple of things. A, I had always been very private, and I didn't ever kiss and told or anything like that, and I just kept my head down. Most 90% of my friends were women over the years. And then I started paying attention to relationship experts and psychologists and people. And I was like, they don't really know what's going on out there. Not all, not, I'm speaking in generality. Some of them do, of Mm -hmm. course, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, you either live it or you read about it. And people that live it have nuances that other people don't have. So I, every time they'd be bashing guys on television about being this, that, and the other thing. And so Uh I said, I'm going to write a book, and I'm going to tell them what's really going on out there, how guys really think, especially in the terms of bad boys. Because every time I looked at relationship advice articles, whether it was in Cosmo, on the Today Show, or in romantic comedies, whenever they Uh described a guy like me, if you will, the closest they got was this term bad boy. And bad boy, you know, most specifically, is a guy that's unapologetically male. As a matter of fact, I mean, my definition of a bad boy is a good guy. He's like, he's, I mean, I define it very specifically as any guy who openly flouts convention, institutions, Mm -hmm. government, 
society, religion, and parents in an effort to remain the free, poor person he was born to be. A bad boy is responsible, brave, moral, good-hearted, but happily mischievous. Happily mischievous. Yes, it's a blast. Imagine if you didn't listen to what everybody told you life had to be. I'm not talking about stealing and being lascivious or pernicious or mean. I'm talking about living free. Your parents and institutions and and, uh, everybody telling you you have to get married and you have to act this way and you have to do this or you're not good. Well, I'm happy being bad if that's the way they define it. And it's very free and it's a very happy way of existence. Now, okay, well, I love how you define that. So tell me, how is a bad boy different from a player? I know you talk about that in your book, and I think it's an important distinction. So tell us about that. How's the, a big, bad boy big, the, biggest, the biggest thing is a player has sex on a woman. A bad boy mm-hmm. has sex with a woman. A bad boy loves women. Players are acting on fear. They're afraid they're not going to be smart enough or good-looking enough or popular enough or young enough. They're, they don't care about women. All you are is a number. All you are is, is, a, is, a, is a way to alleviate and feed their fear because they are afraid that they are not powerful. Bad boys don't need to show how powerful they are to anybody. They just are. It's just like a lion doesn't wake up in the morning and say, hey, look at me, I'm a lion. He just is. His, the way he walks, his eye contact, his presence. That is enough. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. It's a way of being, and it's enough. A player is not feeling enough, and so his actions reflect that. Would that That's be- right. That's okay, correct. okay. Well, okay, now let's see. Now, you, your book does a great job, obviously, of taking the readers inside the male mind. So there's one one of the many things you share is uh, about how to leverage the way men think is, I'm going to quote you directly, saying, bait us with your bodies and keep us with your brain. So tell our listeners about that. What do you mean by that? Well, well for example, like last night I was watching one of the final episodes of um, Game of Thrones. Okay. And the woman, you know, and it's very crude, but it's very honest. Now, we'll never talk about this stuff in society because it's a big no-no. Uh-huh. But the, uh-huh. the, the queen said, you, you know, men have a sword and they fight and they have fear, but women have one of the most powerful things, and it's right between your legs. And she said this. Obviously, it's a very crude expression, but the fact of the matter is women have incredible mm-hmm sensual and sexuality power, plus you have what's called intuition, and you don't use it. My mm-hmm. job as a man, if I want to control the relationship, I want to control how you think and how you feel, my job is to get you to doubt yourself, to doubt your the femininity that you were born with, that power, that sexuality that you were born with. Now, fortunately, time's changing because now there are smart PhDs that know how to show cleavage. There are women that are in charge of CEOs of company, companies that are not only beautiful and sexy, but they're extremely successful. You can, in fact, you can, in fact, have it all. And that's what I want. I want women to be strong, proactive, and be true to who they are, not care and not worry about and take personally what other people say about them. Just go out there, live your life. It's happening fast. It's happening now. And have fun. Okay. Um, 
Excellent. Now, I want to ask something about, you know, having, speaking of having fun, so you talk about being proactive in relationships, and I'm, you know, obviously a big fan of that. And what I thought interesting is that you mentioned the grocery store. It's one of your, you know, you mentioned top five places for, for guys to meet women. So so tell us about that. Tell our listeners about that. The grocery store is a very simple analogy or a very simple way for you to think about the dating world. There's two things happening right now. There's one of which I call techno temptation, and that's social media and dating websites that lead us to be tempted to think that we can have relationships with people either overseas or across borders or or via great distances. It's called techno-temptation, but the fact of the matter is you need to live in close proximity for someone to make it happen. So when you go to the grocery store, what I'm really saying is that you need to take advantage of everyday situations that okay. we are constantly in. Because if you think and you, if you act as a woman in such a way that I will get dressed up to go on a date, I will get dressed up when I go to a party or to a restaurant, you're missing the point. The uh-huh. thing is you want to monetize your sexuality. You want to monetize, if you will, or take advantage of your sexuality and your looks and opportunities to meet great people every day, every time you step out of your apartment or your house or your cottage or your condo. You know, we're always looking. I can be, getting a, I can be in the drive through line. I can be going to the grocery store, the hardware store. You know, and I also tell women to, you know, basically it's called hunting at the zoo. You want to put yourself in a position where you have the best chance for success. Go to where the boys are. If I want to meet a girl, where are they? You're in shoe stores. You're in lingerie shops. You know, you're in the carbohydrate section of the of this grocery store, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. So, uh, yeah, so target rich environment, I guess. So go where the right. absolutely. Well, okay, and there's a, you have a lot of great concepts here, and there's one another one I wanted to um, I wanted you to speak to, and that's concepts of dating on the clock. Now, what what is that? Please share that with our listeners. Dating on the clock. Well, dating on the clock, and I think I mean I talk about several aspects of that. Um, yeah. Matter of fact. One thing, sorry, one thing I want to note is, you know, my whole website, Bad Boys Finish First, is okay. a place where I have people come so that they can not only give relationship advice, now people can come onto my website and be a relationship expert themselves, share stories, et cetera, et cetera, but they also oh. want to start to understand the way of life. And dating on the clock, if you will, okay. is, is basically when you meet somebody, it's basically like someone clicks a timer. And okay. the next is the decisions you make over the next few days, and specifically in the first three months, will lay the foundation for that relationship. I don't care if you've been married 20 years. I don't care mm-hmm. if you've been, you know, dating for three years. In the first year of that relationship, all boundaries are set. All, And that's what I'm an expert of quote-unquote, no one's an expert, but you know what I mean. I'm better than most of that. I would would humbly, I would humbly say I have a lot to learn. But my point being is that, like, dating on the clock, like, I can look at a girl and Uh the first few minutes of first, you know, few weeks of being with her, 
I know how long the relationship's going to last based on her confidence. Here is the point. People make grave errors when they make decisions based on fear. And there is so much fear in our world. We are encouraged by the media, by institutions, by government, by the news to be afraid. And I'm saying don't be afraid. I'm saying it's okay to, or, or, or it's not to be afraid. I say in this, this new book I wrote called The Code of Honor, which is like the Ten Commandments for Bad Boys and the Ten Commandments for Bad Girls, I say a bad girl will have fear in her life, but fear will never have her. And so when you're dating on the clock, women that are afraid or anxious or have an agenda are yeah. are making decisions based on fear, and that will never lead to anything positive. Interesting. Well, that really dovetails to some, to some extent to my next question, which you are mentioning um, an agenda and that. So your book discusses the concept excuse me, of an anti-date. It's like an antidote to everything that, um, you know, that you, that's wrong with first dates. Um, you know, and it also discusses tips for how a woman can, you know, conduct herself during this anti-date. But please share with our listeners the anti-date. I thought that was a, All right. a really compelling concept. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, listeners. First of all, <laughs> everything that I talk about is uh-huh. not conceptual. It's like if you've seen the success of the paleo diet that's happening right now, the paleo uh, diet books, uh-huh. my, my, my advice is based on a paleo technology or paleo information, I should say, meaning it's the way human beings have always mated and responded to each other. At the end of the day, we are still animals and we still have those certain traits. So what is the antidote? Do you think that cavemen asked a girl out? Do you think that even 100 years, 200 years ago, 200 years ago necessarily, somebody asked her out on a date? There was a courting process, a Mm -hmm. courting Mm -hmm. process defined by institutions, again, in religion and government. But in our most primal primal urge, in our most primal simplistic state, we spend time with one another, and we find out, do I like her? Does she like me? Am I physically attracted to her? Is she physically attracted to to me? Do we laugh together? Do I feel a sense of companionship when I'm with her? You know, so the antidate is my solution, if you will, to the preconceived notions, fear and anxiety that has been placed on the dating world. How many dates do you get? When was the last time you were on a date? I got to wear this on a date. I got to act like this on a date. So in, mm-hmm. if that's all the information that's going to be coming in at you whole, and, and, and inadvertently making you fearful or nervous or anxious, I say mm-hmm. remove that and don't go date. Don't go on dates. Just go spend time with this guy. Just go spend time with this girl. And I don't date. I don't go on dates. But I have plenty of women in plenty of situations where I get to know people. It's fantastic. It takes all the pressure off. Excellent. And I think, um, and I'm going to say, I know in your book you go into sort of more detail, and I and I think it's a great concept, so I want to flag it for everyone in terms of the anti-date. Uh, and I know you mentioned it's not a concept, but that's, you know, it's a... No, it's, I know. Well, when I, when yeah, I wrote well, I'm going to use the words. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think, no, but I loved, I loved that way of being. How about that? The way of being that you described okay. in, the, um, in the anti-date. 
And, um, you know, going back to the agenda or, you know, you mentioned, your book mentions like something like four dooming behaviors. I'd like you to share one with our listeners. And that's, that's again, to um, the dooming behaviors that set off alarm bells in a guy's head. So, um, so tell us about one of them. Um, you mentioned a number, but tell us about one of them that just really, you know, set those alarm bells off. Um, probably the number one thing okay. that sets an alarm bell off in a guy's head is when a woman sits down with you and she starts interviewing you. Mm. And she, she's doing that because, you know, it, what, what is that? We, we might not, mo, many guys might not understand why it's affecting them in the way it is, but the okay. truth be told, a mm-hmm. woman that's interviewing you, we feel like you're coming to the situation and saying, what can you give me, Steve? Not what can I bring to the relationship or how can we make this happen. What can you do for me? Because I have a very specific agenda, and if you're not going to fulfill that agenda, I don't need you for anything. Mm-hmm. When it, a, a relationship is, and I just talked about this with some close friends, um, okay. a relationship is like a business transaction. No one wants to go into a business transaction and feel like they're being molested or feel like they're being manipulated or feel like they're being ripped off. We, mm-hmm. in, a, in a perfect business relationship, I'm giving you something and you're giving me something in return. We're both benefiting, mutually benefiting from the situation. So in relationships, you know, when a girl comes in and sits down and starts interviewing me, and I can see it, <laughs> you know, yeah. she's looking for yeah. the money. She wants to know the car. She wants to know your lifestyle. She wants, she's thinking about marriage. Well, hold on, mm-hmm. honey. I have ideas and, and dreams and goals, too. Maybe we can come to some sort of balance. But whenever I come to a balance, if you're coming from a situation of, like, hey, Steve, what can you do for me? I know what I have to bring to the table. As a matter of fact, I just came up with this thing that in a TV show that I'm working on right now that's going out, and this will be up on my website soon. It's called okay. a dating score. And your dating score is just like a uh, credit score. You're, you're rated on a scale from 100 to 800. Obviously, 800 being perfect. There's very few people out there that are 800s. But okay. the basis, you know, women are always asking me, or I want a guy to love me for my inside. I want a guy to love me for who I am. Well, mm-hmm. who the hell are you? Or do you have any sports? What kind of shape are you in? Are you educated? Do you read books? Do you have hobbies? Can you cook? Are you great in bed? Are you a good kisser? How old are you? You know, all of these things go into your package, your score. You know, and I have I have a statistical formula that I'm using so that people get accurate bulk. I say accurate because there's no – whenever you do an, a quiz or any kind of scoring system, especially credit scores, they're not yeah. completely accurate. My credit score is horrible, and I'm the best person you'd ever want to lend money to because I just – I pay in full every month. But you get my point. So my, my thing yeah. is, is, like, you, you want you want to know what your value is. You don't want to go out there blind. You, people either undervalue themselves or overvalue themselves, and that's why I did the dating score. That you know, I love to do with what, what turnoffs are, I guess, in the beginning of a relationship. Interesting. Well, okay, and that's available, you said, on your website. And I'm going to give um, love to give you an opportunity again. Mention your website to our listeners one more time. On my website, the best way to get a hold of me, and I love having you guys come visit, is by going to Bad Boys Finish First. 
badboysfinishfirst.com, or come say hi to Steve Santagati on Facebook or Twitter. That's where we have a lot of fun too on Twitter, on Facebook because that's you know it's it's much more timely. It's it's you know I update it every day and I go on there and say hi to people and I'll talk and we'll have discussions what? and things. Excellent. Well, I really appreciate you sharing your insights with us, Steve. They've been they've been really interesting. So tell me, Thanks. is there any last thought, take-home message, anything you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yes. Your biggest challenge in life is going to be waking up every single morning and working on your self-esteem. If I can tell you anything, you were mm-hmm. born free on this planet. Listen to your heart and listen to your instincts. Do not follow institutions, government, religion, or anybody unless something that they say makes sense to you. Fear is the culprit. Fear is what's inside of everybody. That, if you can control that and come to grips with that, you will have the happiest, freest life ever. And that's all I want for you. I love that. That is a really empowering way to end. I like that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure. And in case right. you joined us late and would like to share the show with people in your life, I'd like to remind you that today's radio show will be archived and available as a podcast on Intersections Match's website, which is www.intersectionsmatch.com. Um, have a great day, everyone, and thanks for hanging out with us. And, of course, do email me with topics you'd like discussed in future shows. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.